0: Welcome to the Anime Book Club. Today, we will be discussing JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, The Stardust Crusaders, episodes 32 and 33. Uh, My name is Pat. I am joined by Matt. Matt, how is it going?
1: I don't want to be here.
0: I also don't want to be here. (laughs) By the way, we're uh, an anime podcast. I mean, there are others like this. We watch uh, Serving Size of Anime a week and then discuss it. uh, You know, the recap style. And uh, Hoofta, before we get to this, Matt, I have have two things that I want to get out. All right. I would like to, on behalf of the Anime Book Club Foundation, or whatever we call ourselves, um, I would like to personally apologize to the Alessi Brothers, a Long Island-born... Oh my
1: god, yeah.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Bobby and Billy Alessi (laughs) twins, uh, who were a pop rock singer duo whose hit O'Lori oh, was a hit in 1977. Identical Twin Brothers, uh, who are the namesake of the villain of these two episodes. Uh, I just feel really bad for I it, it just it's hard not to feel bad for them.
1: Yeah, I mean we we've had a, we've firmly established that the when he pulls these pop music names for his uh for his characters. They have nothing, no relation at all to, the re- to what he's pulling from. But still.
0: Still. To have I, your name. Yeah, I guess I could have, like, I could have Googled, like, Alessi Brothers and Scandal and see if anything like, they don't look like super perverts. Yeah. They look like fine people. Hold on. Scandal. No, nothing comes up. Oh, apparently one of them maybe used a uh, uh, a laser pointer. No, this isn't the same Alessi Brothers. Never mind. <laughs> this, is a, this is a BMX biker. So anyway.
1: Like, even Fats Domino got a
0: better treatment than this one. It, exactly. So, first off, apologies to them. Second off, uh, these were so terrible, I can only imagine this is when your wife was like, well, I'll watch JoJo with you again. Was she, was she present? No. Oh, no. thank God. The, the
1: curse, was I guess, has been lifted. It was avoided this time.
0: <laughs> I Honestly, thought, like, I, 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 I feel like
1: I would have had more to explain with this one than any of the previous ones, so I'm so glad.
0: I had to suffer it. Yeah. You sent me a text. I guess, I mean, we're dragging our heroes a little bit because we don't want to talk about this, but you sent me a text earlier today where, like, I think you just wrote, like, I hate these episodes. <laughs> might have been the text something like that i was like i do not like these episodes yeah it's it's real bad it's real bad i mean and it's funny because um i was recently just thinking about before before, like yesterday i was like kind of having a thought about this project and us doing it's like i'm like man jojo 3 really came a long way really excited where it's at you know just so stoked and to be like dumped into this is such a bummer but you can't win them all (laughs)
1: No, they gotta, they gotta. I guess they're people. People probably don't think it's as bad as we do, though.
0: Uh, maybe. I don't know. It's just uh, so weird. I did look in there, the manga, it was yeah. five issues. Five weeks of people's lives were devoted to this when they were reading it coming out. Man. I'm so, how many? Man. How? Mm. Well, I guess it came out in, in Jump. So it's like you had other stuff. You're like, I, oh, what's Goku up to? Like, I don't want to be. <laughs> I don't want to be. <laughs>
1: I don't want to be completely negative about it. Like, there's some neat yeah. things in it. Like, it's still JoJo. It's just, yeah. oh my god, I didn't want to watch most of this.
0: Yeah. So, we'll, all right, we'll 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 jump right into this. So, uh, episode 32, uh, Seth's Alessi, or Sethan's Alessi? I th- uh, they only ever said
1: set in the uh, translation on Crunchyroll I was watching. Did they say yeah. Sethan in yours?
0: They just said set, but, like, the title was still Sethan, so I'm not okay. quite sure like what the deal with that is but anyway uh we <laughs> oh what a poor dumb fool I am I wrote in my notes uh we kick off with the intro so you know it's gonna be a banger uh-oh I always write that whenever you have uh what it just goes right to intro it's like we don't need no cold open I mean we were looking at another
1: Joe another uh, Jojo uh Polnareff episode man
0: yeah Polnareff usually delivers anyway we open on a scene there's like little kids playing in the dirt pretending to be adults like they're playing like like, not tea party, like, bar party?
1: <laughs> he took a scoop of puddle water and offered it to her friend as, and like, a, as a, an alcoholic beverage, and they're being very adult about it, too. They're
0: like, ooh, a whiskey this early in the day? It's like, my husband's not home. <laughs> it's, at, for whatever reason, which maybe this is the warning signs I had, I don't like the way Paul Neref was watching those kids. <laughs> Something about uh. it I
1: didn't like. It didn't stick out to me, or at least maybe maybe if I if did, it's been completely eclipsed
0: at this point. I guess so, yeah. Well, it's like in my head, it's like Paul Naraff, Like, here are the three things I know about Paul Naraff. Number one, he smokes. Number two, he's a pervert. And number three, he smokes or he drives. Never mind, he drives.
1: That's he drives. Point. Oh, also, yeah. he takes good care of his hair, man.
0: He loves his hair.
1: Very important, to him. Day.
0: Super important. Um. We get the heroes. We basically get a recap at the ending of the previous episode. The the clock basically catches up. The narrator even lets us know, like, meanwhile, (laughs) while that magnet stuff was happening. So uh, Jotaro and Paul Rath walk off. They want to do breakfast. And uh, hilariously enough, Iggy just dips. He knows what's coming. He doesn't want to be a part of this episode. And he walks off. (laughs) Uh, We're then introduced to Alessi, who's terrible. Like, he bumps into a kid and then menaces him and then beats up the kid. It's terrible. It's an awful thing. This child has no sense of stranger danger, I have to say. I'm not victim-blaming. I don't want that to sound like victim-blaming, but that kid should have booked it earlier.
1: He was, like, he's not even, like, an innocent-looking dude. He's about as creepy as they have been designed so far, too.
0: Exactly. Where's, the thing It's like, where's your daddy? Where's your mommy?
1: Oh, yeah, when he started doing all that stuff, too, like, he made sure that there were no parents around very slowly. Mm -hmm. Very carefully. Like, Uh, but the the dude looks like like the child molester version of, uh, of like a scary clown
0: yeah well he's got like weird i can't even think of what character it's like his hair goes out on either side of his head and he's got bells in it
1: <laughs> like uh, tommy pickles is a uh, uh, mother oh what yeah <laughs> kind of yeah you know, like that's yeah, the right in hair. yeah maybe. but with yeah. bells in
0: it with, with bells in it like yeah th- that can't be easy to do uh anyway he he actually hits the child and then we're informed that his favorite saying is attaboy he says attaboy a bunch and the narrator let us know he likes saying attaboy attaboy really yeah attaboy oh what is yours what is your what did yours i'm
1: going to it real fast because he stopped saying it by the episode two
0: he says attaboy a ton in english in english he was saying it in english i I thought he said it in english too doesn't he say attaboy
1: The a habit of saying very good Oh really? Yeah, and it doesn't even come out in English. It just says like "ah nay, or something like that.
0: Huh. That's so funny. So on Netflix, it's translated as attaboy. boy,"
1: and it sounds like he's saying attaboy boy" for the voice actor.
0: I could have just made that up. Like this okay. is hey, here. This is straight up a Mandela effect. Like I'm like, oh no, of course he said. <laughs> I'm from the reality where he said that.
1: That's fair. <laughs> we we cross those those uh, reality borders all the time, man.
0: Exactly. We're always constantly traveling and shifting. Um, and we find out that his name, uh, is, is, uh, Stan's name is Set, so we have another Egyptian god. Um, which, for, for all of the world, I kept forgetting that Anubis has already happened, and even though it was the bird, I'm like, oh, Anubis. I mean, Set, damn it. <laughs> I think it was a shadow. I think I kept thinking it was Anubis. It is
1: weird, though, because it sets the, like, the destruction god of storms and shit, and...
0: Yeah, this, this does not... really.
1: I guess none of them are exactly like what 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 does bast that what does cats gotta do with magnetism, I guess.
0: Yeah, exactly. Well, I mean it's similar to the musician thing. It's like whatever order he pulled them out of a hat. Yeah. Uh then we then get the hottest rematch of the century, Matt. Did you catch this? Rematch. Yeah. Paul Narath easily bats away the wheelie chair that stuck to Joseph. No, I didn't notice that devastating <laughs> <laughs> J- i mean Jotaro and and uh, paul Narraf are back at the hotel and they're checking out the room and uh it's it's like such a minor thing and i don't know why it made me so happy but paul neraff <laughs> like slowly pushes the chair out of the way and i'm like oh my god
1: that's fantastic this is what i miss about watching shows with you in person <laughs> cuz i it didn't even occur to me that was that's amazing though
0: that's that's where my weird brain I even remember yeah. it. it's the rematch of the century <laughs> <laughs> uh we then cut to maybe the best side plot of the entire episode uh Iggy steals a falafel um even though in, uh, in a in Netflix kebab sandwich they said sandwich but uh in in uh, in notes it says falafel
1: interesting the uh the translation on uh, the country roll was a kebab sandwich
0: <laughs> bring back my kebab sandwich yeah um it's like an old-looking rich dude and, like, a white lady who he steals this from. So they look like out of story. They, they look like they were accidentally cut and paste from the wrong episode.
1: Iggy might be the best character on the whole team right now. It's
0: so great. And he, he like, runs forever, and no one's chasing him.
1: <laughs> well, like, what are they going to do? Like, he he shouts after Iggy, bring me back my sandwich! It's not like he's going to eat it, right? Yeah, like, it's
0: it was in a dog's mouth. Like, at this point, it's gone. Yeah dogs uh, and then it culminates even better he eats the falafel then notices that he has wandered into the end of the previous episode uh we're at the bit where uh, uh midler is uh is cutting uh the power lines Reused like that footage it. yeah it's great but we get it under the new context of iggy sees that the fight is happening um oh i did write in my note uh don't let matt uh downplay the fact that we do get to see how awesome magician's red is again <laughs> You're really on that, huh? Yeah, that's hey, We we need a running gag. That's how podcasts work.
1: Well, like uh, Iggy's cute right now. He's, this is we're back to cute design Iggy for this episode. Yes,
0: we're rounded. It's rounded Iggy. It's not. It's not square Iggy. He's adorable. But anyway, Iggy sees the fight happening and decides, like, lets out an audible sigh and then walks off, letting Joseph and Abdal deal with it.
1: He knows when it, he's done his shit. Like he's he's been pulling his weight. He doesn't need to get
0: involved here. And some would say this is where the episode peaks <laughs> maybe all would say that i hope uh, anyway uh we we cut back to paul naraff and uh and Jotaro, who are just kind of walking around and we get kind of an exchange where alessi is like following but like way too close like he's not he's like even like i almost wonder how like people could see stands if maybe people could see the menacing words like hovering off of his body <laughs>
1: He is utterly failing the Assassin's Creed uh tailing mission
0: yeah he's he totally is failing one of those things he doesn't even try he doesn't even try to like duck into a crowd he tries to pull up well Nerath notices him and he's like man you look like a bad guy and he's like what no I'm, I've lost my change uh and actually um big ups to Paul Nerath yeah the smart stuff um he summons his stand and then threatens the guy because he knows if he could see my stand then he must be a bad guy. awesome
1: yeah actually in both of these episodes we if not that was weird Uh, in both of these episodes if we got nothing else positive to say about them is polar is i think i say this a lot so maybe i should stop saying it but he is (laughs) unusual
0: unusually on point yeah well he's he's gotten it's like did he get a head wound like abdol like he seems (laughs) smarter and it, it is real crazy. Yeah, and then uh, Alessi summons his, his shadow stand. Polnareff does, like, a sick hop over it. And uh, is also, like, Alessi starts running. And yet again, another smart moment. He calls for Jotaro to help him. But um, I guess doesn't factor into the fact that Jotaro is not a runner. <laughs> and, like, gives up almost seemingly immediately at following Polnareff. He didn't
1: try very hard. No. I think we, that's the last we see of No, We see him once more. That's right. Yeah. this Episode.
0: We get like a huh, and then like Ponderaf is off. He's kind of um,
1: asks where he is, and then doesn't follow.
0: Yeah, he just hears Ponderaf being like, "Jontron, come on, help me! It's this way!" Ah. Uh, we get an interesting, and I, 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 this will be hard to describe, but I will say they do a great job with it. The we first have a person PO- thing. Yeah, the POV yeah. shot. It's it's well animated, and it's hiding the fact that um. And we'll we'll skip over the surprise so it makes more sense. But Paul Raph has been turned into a child. His the angle is slowly going down, and he's like complaining about like we hear his voice get higher pitched, and he's unable to keep up with the less he's running.
1: I don't even think they bothered like doing a uh, a gradient on the voice though. I think they just directly swapped voice actors.
0: Yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> Another Mandela effect. Yeah. <laughs> um. But yeah, we, we the only thing I want to say out of this is he runs into a dude by accident, and they have the like. He thinks the dude's a giant because he hasn't realized he's a kid. And my favorite thing is the guy says, like, you're lucky I'm not a car. I like that line.
1: Oh, <laughs> uh, there are a lot of real child beating assholes, apparently, in Jojo, man.
0: Well, I mean, at a certain point, Paul Naraff not realizing, like, he calls Paul Naraff a kid and not realizing that he's a kid. Paul Naraff does shoot his mouth off. Um, he didn't need to hit him, but he he definitely antagonized the fellow. <laughs> Uh, we get some more what I would call peril, like Paul and Ralph not realizing that he's a kid. Like we get a lot of like POV shots of like stuff looking bigger than it should be, until like he g- walks up to a filthy shop window and realizes that he's a child. Which yet again another small Paul and Raf mode. After he has like a little freak out, he's like, "Oh my god, that guy's stand is a shadow, and if I step on it, it makes you a kid." Oh shit! Like he's quickly and clearly
1: we always have this disconnect when we're watching almost any media about how much more aware are we of things than the characters when they're in it. Like, usually you can excuse them being dumb in the heat of the moment because shit is weird. And maybe doesn't all line up immediately, but I love that. He's just straight up and figured like, right. Like, yeah. (laughs) Like if if you were experiencing that, I feel like you would put that together just as fast.
0: Exactly. Well, it's like at this point, I feel like, they were pretty dumb at first. I feel like Paul may be the only one who's taking notes. Like, also,
1: also dude, guess, mouse teeth. He has mouse teeth now. Oh
0: yeah, he's got the little kid buck teeth. Um, which is which is great. Uh, we then get a bit where like uh he bumps into Jotaro, and it is um we're kind of given like a moment of like wait a minute does he have amnesia or can he not like you know talk to Jotaro? He's like uh eh, g- g- he calls him Jackie like he doesn't remember his name. And the 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 incredible like this is one of those ones where it's like it has to be in on the joke because the line is so silly. But Jojo's like, "Have you seen an adult that looks just like you?" No, okay. Like you're right. Like
1: and Jojo walks out of there without ever realizing that that was Polnareff, and it's like bull.
0: There's no way, <laughs> right? He's he's wearing his, his. He looks exactly like him. Has he's his earrings? His yeah. It's like, hey, is in like it's a child who is wearing at least it's a kid that looks like Polnareff, who doesn't fit into Polnareff's clothes. It should like, at
1: least give him more pause than a huh. That's weird, and walks away. Anyway, and he walks off. <laughs> so for all that Polnareff has been sharp these two episodes, it feels like Jojo was the exact
0: opposite. Yeah. Well, at this point, do we have to maybe have headcanon where he like knows that's the case and is like. Eh, I don't. I don't want a part of this.
1: Uh, just he was doing it because he just doesn't care about Polnareff.
0: Yeah, he's just like, well, I guess he can figure that out. He really
1: doesn't like little kids.
0: Yeah, he just Great doesn't.
1: Phobia for Jojo.
0: Exactly. And another guy who doesn't like little kids, technically Alessi, because he shows uh, up.
1: Yeah, boy. Did we learn it, like his whole deal is that he just? Maybe we learn it now. But it his is His whole now. deal is that he doesn't fight people. He just likes to beat up kids.
0: Yeah, he's just like I don't fight adults, but kids. Yeah, that's the <laughs> that's the stuff. And like, it's like so, it's so terrible too. Because like he even kind of admits that he's like a pervert. He's like, yeah, it's like I don't fight adults, I fight kids, and I don't really fight them. I just beat the crap out of them, and I like it maybe a little too much. Like he lets he lets out way too much info. He TMI's way too much at child Polnareff.
1: Was, uh, maybe this didn't stand out to you because of the translation from you, but this really bothered me. Because I think in the, the line, the translation, they said like, yeah, I'm a weirdo like that. And I swear I heard him say hentai three times. Yeah, I,
0: he, he does say hentai. Sounds like it has a different connotation. Well, hentai, lit- I believe, literally translates to pervert. Yes, exactly. So which, it is used in certain contexts. So. Yeah, so which is not great. You should be saying that to no, someone no, no. turned into a child. No,
1: you should not be. I don't like this guy.
0: I don't like this guy at all. I really don't like this guy. I don't like this guy. Um he kicks kid Paul Naraff and Jojo turns around because part of him is like, Well, maybe I should help young Paul here. I'm gonna stick with the headcanon. He realizes maybe he should help young Paul Naraff, but then doesn't see him and he decides to walk away. Much like Iggy. Uh I actually you know what? Of all the stuff I hate. I actually kind of dig this whole sequence right here, where um, Paul Nerf okay. is is stuck on a pipe. He's like stuck on the ceiling. He's stuck on a pipe on a ceiling, and Alessi's like, "All right, time to deal with you." And he just pulls out a gun with a silencer,
1: <laughs> which uh, is like,
0: I turn people into kids and then I shoot them. <laughs> such a weird, um, I mean, bit. It's
1: defense that would get the job done, right? Yeah, yeah. dude with yeah. a sword didn't get the job done.
0: Exactly. Someone who yes. magnetizes people doesn't get the job done. Just yeah, done. I, turned, I turned people into kids and then I shoot them. Well, do you really need to turn them into kids? Maybe. Maybe not. Uh, but yeah, he shoots at Paul Narath. And then we have the uh, adorable revelation that Silver Chariot still exists. But Silver Chariot is also a baby. Little baby oh, Silver Chariot. It makes this weird pummy noise. Pummy. It's this pummy. And Does that I, make any sense to you? It doesn't talk when it's older. Why does it say Pammy now? Thank you. I don't understand. I don't understand. Um, it is it is adorable. It is the Muppet Baby's version of Silver Chariot. It, it is adorable. Um, and it has the issue of because it is, it is smaller, it is, I guess, it is still fast and it is able to deflect bullets, but the bullets hit in such an impact that it bends his sword. So we get that little surprise there. And I do like this because this this is a nice little bit of like a noticing thing. He's like, oh shoot, you must have been able to use a stand as a kid. Oh well, time to use my other thing. And he has an axe that says axe on it. Yep. I like that.
1: It's just a X though. I don't think there was
0: an E. Yeah, just AX. <laughs> A-X. <laughs> I was like, at first I was like, wait, is that like 15 Roman rule 15? Nope, that's an A. AX. Yeah. Um, which I feel like if you had just boiled him down to like, I turn people into kids and then kill them with an ax and he didn't have his weird personality, there'd be something weirdly charming about that. Where it's like, like if it had been like a horror episode where it's like young Paul Noroff running from the ax man, maybe there'd be something to that, but yeah, I mean,
1: it, it is part like, uh, there's a weird intermingling of a te- like just comedy with horror in these two episodes. And it's like like that's what he is. It's like he's a straight up horror thing. Like his stand is horrifying for just on its own. Yeah. And he is not a personality that I want to be a child in a dark room with.
0: Yeah, exactly. I don't know. It's 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 the weirdest. Anyway, he swings his axe. The axe breaks Silver Chariot's sword, which doesn't cause any damage to Polnareff. So I guess the sword is like an add-on or something. Yeah, I,
1: I, though, right?
0: Yeah, yeah, I guess so. Maybe what, his what fingernails cracked.
1: I was about to say, what would it hurt on Polnareff? Where's his yeah. sword?
0: yeah i guess so um (laughs) but yeah it it, it, uh it breaks off and it actually does a recreation of his special attack where he shoots off the end of his sword and it like reflects off a couple things stabs him and stabs uh, alessi in the neck uh a random lady like polnareff tries to run away a random lady who seems too good to be true too nice uh scoops him up off the ground
1: oh polnareff got axe in the arm too dude he's like bleeding all over
0: no that's later no, like, really? Really? Yeah, he, he only has a head wound from the kick. Then why the heck did that woman care so much? He's, just got bl- he's a little kid with blood all running down his face. He got, like, a small head scratch. There's, like, three blood lines coming from his head. This is weird. <laughs> Isn't there? Like, he's got some damage. He's taken some damage.
1: Like, I thought he got hit with the axe at this point.
0: No, I'm why. pretty sure. No,
1: you're right. I think the axe actually hit him in the second episode.
0: Yeah. No, yeah, it's, it it explicitly.
1: He just has the head wound right now, with a little bit of blood dripping down.
0: Yep. Um, but he's like a lost, freaking out child. I don't know. Let's not dwell on the logic of this. Anyway, okay. it cuts back to Alessi, who's like, "I'm gonna get that kid." Ugh. Uh, we get uh, what looks like they've queued up a fan service bath scene. Um, which the the main joke of it is that Polnareff is both aroused but incapable of being physically aroused, and the whole scene is weird.
1: And that exists, I think, for the rest of this episode.
0: Like, I wrote that those two sentences I just said are, like, maybe five minutes of this episode. I wasn't going to do a play-by-play of it. Yeah. Like, she's in, like, a a nighty or something like that. And it's like, oh, I'm going to bathe you.
1: Yeah. I don't. uh,
0: Can we just
1: uh, just directly say how fucking weird it is that she thinks she needs to just bathe the random child she found because of a head wound?
0: I think that's like a Japanese thing, though. Is it? They do more bathing. I don't know. Well, they have like communal bathing more.
1: Because I don't know. We'll get you in really big trouble in not Japan. I can guarantee that.
0: No, yeah. Definitely some like, woof, woof, everyone here arrested. Like she scooped a random kid off the street and is now bathing the child. I don't know.
1: I don't know. No censorship for Polnareff for literally, if if you think you're going to avoid it next episode, just spoiler. The whole rest of these two episodes, we have Polnareff with no censorship uh, on his child penis hanging out for the rest of the time.
0: I did write in the next episode, one of my notes was like, can we please get the giant censor bars that cover up everything fun to cover baby dicks? Please. I guess not. I guess not. Yeah. um, Yeah. He got that Goku dick, like Dragon Ball, just like a couple of U-shapes kind of thing. Anyway, uh, we see the axe come from underneath the door. Like, Set comes through the door. He has the axe. Um, but when the lady turns around, she doesn't see him. Um, and then, I don't know. T- so you're a dad. What does monkey do? Do you know what this monkey do thing is?
1: No, I feel like that was another cultural thing. Yeah, uh, so she it, it sounded like they were starting off to do like a rock, paper, scissors thing, and then it turned into something that I don't know.
0: Yeah. I mean, they have a thing where she wants to put shampoo and he's like, I hate shampoo. So maybe polneraf doesn't shampoo his hair, or it's child polnarf. I don't
1: know. I think know. it's child polnarath.
0: That's a good point. There's she, no way adult
1: polneraf doesn't take care of that thing.
0: He, yeah, it's conditioner, conditioner, conditioner. Um, but yeah, she does like rock, paper, scissors, jock ja and poe, and then does a game called Monkey do, and um when she wins monkey do whatever the hell that is uh she puts shampoo on him which culminates to a crazy switcheroo where um just for the shock of it unless he does rub and rub the scalp of young paul Naraff to make it seem like he is still the lady um and then the episode ends that's that's the end of the episode uh the the lady has disappeared that guy is is a uh, rubbing shampoo into kid paul Naraff's head and the episode is over
1: the next episode they win and we don't have to talk about it. They, nothing exactly. happened.
0: Uh, I would like to mention that the, the scene of Iggy stealing the falafel was added in the anime and was not in the manga.
1: And it was worth it.
0: Yeah, no, 100%. Also, just all the Iggy stuff was added. Like, Iggy didn't run into the battle and decide not to help. That was added in the
1: anime. I can't believe the, the manga lacked so much Iggy.
0: Yeah. He's, Iggy!
1: He has grown on me so much since he first joined. Iggy's so good.
0: Hey, remember Santana. Yeah? he was a good, I like that guy.
1: What was his first word that freaked uh, that freaked Did uh, didn't he say out?
0: Stroheim? Or did he say hair or something?
1: I know he said yeah. Stroheim at one point. It bugs me that I can't remember what the first words of our baby boy uh, yes. Santana were.
0: We raised him wrong, sweet baby Santana. We took two children. We raised one. <laughs> All our parenting had to go into one of them. Hey, they did a great job. You know what? I think we need to take a second to say, though they didn't do a great job on Santana, ACDC and Cars did a pretty bang-up job on Whamu. Yeah, you know, Whamu was an all-right dude. He loaded his head into a crossbow and fired it into zombies. Zombie vampires. To protect his enemy. Exactly. Because of his honor. Oh, man. I but miss yeah, you, Santana... Gentlemen. Miss you. I the missed the and They were so good. The Kings, they wouldn't have been involved in this BS. All right, let's just blow through this. Um, All hey, right. episode thirty-three, part two. I mean, there's cool uh, stuff in
1: here. It's there's just... cool stuff.
0: It, it's just, it's so bad. It's so... I
1: hate Alessi. Like, I get that we're not supposed to like Alessi, but god damn it, it's I... like too much. Yeah.
0: It's like I get it. I get it. I get it. um, I get it. <laughs> I get it. Anyway, the episode ends. Alessi is, uh, has his axe. He's going to axe attack Baby Polnareff. But Baby Silver Chariot comes out and uh, is able to block the axe for just a brief moment until it breaks through his sword and then uh, stabs into uh, Silver Chariot's wrist and pins him to the wall with the axe, uh, which causes Baby Polnareff's hand to kind of, like, or his wrists kind of explode open. So he has some, like, adult-level bleeding as a baby.
1: It's still a superficial wound, because JoJo.
0: I know, he, this, this isn't the thing that... <laughs> it's gone in the next, like, frame. Yeah. They forget about it. Uh, because he is still a hero, he does wonder what happened to the lady. Um, but after he thinks about the lady, uh, unless he grabs him and tries to drown him in the tub, um, uh, we then have an extended tub sequence where, like, Polnareff, like, yanks the drain and tries to drain the tub, and Alessi's like, ah, I'll block the drain with your hair. And when it looks like all hope is lost, uh, Polnareff takes a shit on him.
1: There's <laughs> no elements of words there.
0: Yeah, he just poops, floats up in the water, and then kicks it into Alessi's face. And Alessi, like, I will give him credit, where he's just like, well, that's not heroic.
1: <laughs> well, he's straight up, like... Uh... I don't know, maybe the translation was different. You he says, You're a main character. Main characters don't do that. Yeah. Like he broke fourth wall for
0: that moment. I think in the Netflix one they're like, there's nothing heroic about poop. That might have been the line <laughs> of Netflix.
1: Oh, uh, yeah, but a main just... character would never even think about doing that was the exact translation that I oh, want. That's pretty funny. I like
0: that translation. That's pretty funny. Um, but yeah, poop saves the thing. I gotta give him credit. Um Paul Naraff has a line along lines like, "You thought I was done. I still had one in me, though." <laughs> <laughs> Which is pretty uh, good.
1: Yeah, we gotta take what you get. Gotta take what you can get.
0: That's that's one of the things I liked in this episode. So there we go. We're that's one of the things. Like there are three things I liked in this episode. That is one of them. Um, uh, we then have the uh, horrific reveal.
1: Oh my um, god! This is this is when I sent you that message. By the way, I didn't even finish yeah. the episode. This is when I sent you that message.
0: Yeah, you know what? If, if this, yeah. Anyway, so uh, we we realized that because Polnarev hopped, uh he was able to not be aged all the way down. So unless he is even more confusing, because apparently he could just turn people into fetuses. Point Why does he order, need a gun and an axe? You know, point of order, though. Yeah. Real quick. Does he need to
1: touch the person or their shadow? Because those are two drastically different targets.
0: Yeah, I don't no, I think he the person has to step on his shadow. You would think so, but like maybe the translation was different
1: again. Twice, both in the first episode and this one, he mentions they barely touched your shadow when you jumped. Like that's mm-hmm. what he needed to do, and that's gonna be dear damn near impossible to stop. Exactly. Like, jumping wouldn't stop that.
0: Mm-hmm. That's weird. Anyway, he turned her into a fetus, and it's terrible. Like at first, you're like, "Oh God, it's she's a she, baby."
1: Yeah, but those are way too small feet I'm to like, be a why baby. Those,
0: why are those feet so small? And then it, and then we begin the the next fifteen minutes of our lives where you hear the word fetus way too much.
1: Oh God! Like yeah, the re- like at least half of the rest of the meaning episode is Paul F penis fetus in front of you. Like there's yeah. nothing you want to look at anymore.
0: It's not great. Um, I also wrote in my notes that I was mad frustrated that alessi like forget like I guess he is like a, a weird sex sadist, but he could have made polnareff younger this whole time. Like polnareff's eyes were closed. He could have de-aged him too and murdered him. Mm-hmm. Uh but he didn't. Um uh, it is now revealed uh, we don't know how old polnareff was before, but now he's been deaged to the age of four, maybe, is what the guy guesses.
1: Yeah, something like that.
0: It's kinda like Frieza with five minutes. He's like, Oh, you must be four now. Uh, and we get, ai don't quite remember what happened, but I just wrote in my notes, there's a really gross chase scene. And this guy says fetus way too much. Mm-hmm. So I, maybe he does like a I'm a getcha kind of scene.
1: Yeah, basically where they're running around the hallway and he's like making grab motions. And That's meanwhile, we just keep seeing uh, the, the fetus and the remains yeah. of the woman's dress.
0: Yeah, her, her nighty or whatever. Yeah. Um, th- oh, hey, here we go. Uh, the second thing I liked in this episode <laughs> happens the ref- right now.
1: Was it the movie reference?
0: I like the thing where he slid and yelled, Yahoo! Okay. <laughs> he, like, uh, like, Nerf like, turns a corner and instead of, like, like following through, like, Alessi, like, does, like, a baseball slide and yells, Yahoo! And I went, alright, that's okay. I'm okay with that. We uh, we get the next bit of the thing. Paul Moraf has locked himself into a room. Unfortunately, it has bars on its windows, which is kind of odd uh, because it doesn't look at any other buildings that have bars on their windows. Uh, bars that are too strong for now four year old tiny baby chariot to cut. Um, I don't think I liked this, but we got a we got a shining reference. But this guy's a creepy sex pervert, so he ruins it.
1: Yeah, there's
0: that. Like he cuts, he, he has an axe, he cuts the door open. And then instead of like saying, like, Hey, buddy, he, he goes, Licky, Licky, Licky.
1: Oh, yeah, he the lick thing. That's right. He goes, Yeah. And it's like,
0: Oh, God. That's just kind of made me miss Cacoyne. So another minus point. What's my yeah. boy up to right now? Could we have cut to him for a bit? Trying to wander around the hospital blind, <laughs> like tripping on something or making friends with a nurse. Anyway, um, doing his movie reference was too much. And he's realized that Polnareff is hidden. And and it goes way too long with this guy being like, it, it's like, it feels like Blue's Clues or, actually, I've never seen Blue's Clues. <laughs> so I don't know if you do that. But he's like, is he under the bucket? Is the boy in the bear? Could he be in the clock? Where is the where, boy? Where do you
1: think he is? Hey,
0: audience. It goes on forever. Uh, he then just starts hacking at things. He breaks a perfectly nice clock, chops up a bucket, and basically makes a mess of the room. Um,
1: it chops every possible thing you could think, right? And then starts, like, wailing on the
0: desk. It's He's a very like, ah. Spartan,
1: There's almost nothing in that room.
0: Yeah, uh, to which point where you really feel like, oh, man, Paul is screwed. He's got to be in that bucket. Um, however, the thing he forgot to check is the fact that for some random reason... Uh, there was a beach ball or something in the fish tank. Yeah, well, the beach ball
1: was on the floor when Polnera first entered. It wasn't in the fish tank.
0: Oh, okay. I I had forgotten where the beach ball was. Yeah, so I would have actually. It I would have failed this this Phoenix Wright puzzle that we just watched.
1: <laughs> so the audience could have guessed ahead of time where he was, except for the mirror bullshit. Yeah, <laughs> which yeah, I I'm not sure what kind of maybe Iraqi has different rules for mirrors, or maybe anime yeah. in general just me thinks mirrors work different than they really
0: do what's in the water or something like how old's your how old is do you think your kid could have figured this out i don't know <laughs> it's time I, to trap your child in a room no with way a i'm gonna be- find out <laughs> <laughs> daddy's left you alone in a room with a fish tank a bear a bucket and a mirror to figure out how to hide from daddy
1: <laughs> point though like the reason that uh, Polnareff wasn't able to say Jojo's name earlier is that his brain supposedly was being changed to that of his previous age too. Yeah. But he seems to not have any trouble remembering everything that has happened at that point. Like it's not like he's being reverted to when he was actually 4. He just yeah. couldn't remember Jojo's name and it's literally the only instance of it.
0: Well, he said he also said it's a slower process. Mm-hmm. He's like the further back it goes, you'll start you'll start getting like dumber and dumber. Also, um Can I reference the X-Men? Sure. Because this happened to the X-Men in the comic books. What? Um, A villain. Well, they weren't de-aged, but they had, um, I think it was collars or shackles that left them with the mental capabilities of when they were children. So they're like, oh, no, we don't know how to escape. But because Storm was such a badass on the streets of Cairo. Uh, she was able to lockpick out because she knew how to lockpick at like the age of six or something. And that was a plot point. So hey, you know what's cool? The X Men. True. What isn't cool is this this nonsense. No. It's terrible stuff. Right, I, it, yeah.
1: I do like this. I do kind of like this puzzle though. I thought this was neat. As much yeah, as I uh, hate the mirror, I thought this was kinda neat.
0: Yeah, so he, he hid behind a mirror and a beach ball and he did all this kind of stuff um, in the pool. Yeah. Like, I'm
1: sorry, in the uh, fish tank. There's a fish <laughs> tank in there.
0: Yeah, uh, he he um he stabs the dude in the nose, which I thought meant he missed his shot anyway. He stabs him in the nose and then does like the phoenix right. Like they have like a different animation style where he goes like, "Ha ha! Here's how I tricked you. Here's how I totally did it."
1: Well, dude, don't down do downplay like the because have turned he had a turntable moment here, turntable like a turnabout moment here. Yeah, turnabout.
0: Yeah, it's full Phoenix right
1: where uh, Leslie saw like a fish just randomly disappear in the fish tank. Yeah. Like, Wait a minute, that's not possible. And then the and all of a sudden the beach ball had
0: eyes. Yeah. I guess I'm underselling one of the nicer moments of this. Like episode. yeah,
1: they're underselling one of the few things I liked about this episode.
0: The yeah the the reveal is actually pretty cool. Um. <laughs> the reveal is actually pretty cool. I'll give it credit. Uh, A lessie upon oh, and then uh, Paul Nerf like uh, attacks his face, but not deep enough to kill him. Like I just give him
1: is not sharp enough to do that anymore. Yeah, no... I guess
0: so. But also, it took some. It had to have taken some damage from like all the stuff that had been going through. Yeah, I don't know. But yeah, he's unable to kill the guy. But which I I do like this bit. He he runs out of the room, and Paul Nurev goes to follow him, and the guy's answer is just to jump out the window. <laughs> um, and then here's the third thing I liked in this episode, Matt. He lands in front of Jotaro. <laughs> <laughs> Uh
1: I had honestly forgotten that it was Paul that when he because when uh when he was doing the this the failed Assassin's Creed mission earlier. Yeah, uh, he turned around. And he started trying to pretend that he wasn't following Paul, and I was like, "Oh no, I I dropped a coin. Look, here I it is. It. Like, here it is. I found it. I wasn't following it. <laughs> I I forgot that that wasn't JoJo at this point, so I thought that this yeah. was like strike two.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, it's just and even better to the point of where it's like this line is so bad, he has to be fucking with us. He goes like, "It's not every day you see someone jump out of a window covered in blood."
1: You would think that, but you remember just an episode or three ago <laughs> when there was a dude who looked almost nothing like Jotaro, who got in a car <laughs> with Polnareff and Gramps. Yeah, but that's not Jotaro who was an idiot. <laughs> uh, I'm not entirely <sighs> sure Jotaro would have caught on had he been there. Exactly. Like, oh, that's Jojo. Okay.
0: We would have had a situation where it's like, wait, there are two Jojos in the back. Which yada, one's the yada. real one? Yeah. <laughs> and he's still half-dressed. Oh, that guy stole my clothes, and he's a shape changer. Here, take these cigarettes. Um, and Jentro, I like, I like his, I like how he's, he's holding himself. He's got his like arms crossed. He's got a good Jojo pose. Yeah, he does. Um, we then have an extended bit. Uh, where Paul Narath like sticks his head out of the window and yet again is like what's your, what's that guy's name oh my goodness and then Alessi uses his stand and we get young Jotaro who looks adorable
1: I was really looking forward to to young uh uh god damn it platinum
0: star platinum yeah young star platinum yeah uh we get we get young Jotaro like uh the coat's really big and the hat and it's adorable and Alessi's like uh, haha, I heard you only recently learned how to use your stand, so you ain't got no stand. I'ma kill you with my axe. I call bullshit on that though. Is it a time travel power?
1: Because even though he didn't have that stand at that age, the whole reason his stand unlocked is because it got retroactively unlocked by Dio. Yeah. So it feels like he would still have access to it, right?
0: Maybe? Yeah, because he lives concurrent with Dio. Well, either way, either way, Either way, here or there. Uh, when he goes to axe murder, Jotaro, Jotaro easily punches him in the face and does his own Oro 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 yeah. without uh, oro, oro 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 without. <laughs> he doesn't need no stand. He was he always doesn't... a badass. Yeah, he could have been doing this this whole time. We even get like, I think even both Alessia and like, Paul and are like, oh my god, young Jotaro was a badass.
1: Yeah. <laughs> um,
0: it was, it was a good moment. The, like, the color shifted
1: just as Jotaro, like gave a Like a Mike Tyson's uh, punch-out uppercut.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And uh, he punches him so hard that he he wanders backwards and accidentally trips on his own axe. And that knocks him out long enough to return our heroes back to normal. I then wrote in my notes, they have to murder this guy, right? They need to murder this guy, right?
1: right? Like, if any of the people they face get
0: killed, this one. This one. He's like, I'm a guy who literally gets off on killing children like nope better retire him well said
1: so he gets team rocketed into the sun
0: yeah so though they do have a great little bit where we see star platinum just smile which is kind of unnerving <laughs> it was a bit he's like yeah before he hits him and they team rocket him i mean we a weird thing where the narrator is like Alessi, stand set age 38 single retired Dude should be
1: dead.
0: He this has been like
1: a, one of the few times I've been completely okay with Joe's just murdering
0: the dude. The world would be a better place without that guy. The world would be a better place. I don't understand. I just don't understand.
1: Like of all the, like, I think this is one of the things that bothered me absolutely the most of these two episodes that this character is one of the few, it's one of the many who lived when I like, they, they killed the dude who killed uh, a sister. Like he's dead as gone.
0: Yeah, Jay Guile is done.
1: Yeah. Is he the only one who's definitely dead?
0: <laughs> Remember Geb? No. The water guy, he shoots himself in the head. Oh yeah. That guy. He's dead. Yeah. He, he didn't give him a choice though. He's like, I have to kill myself or else you'll 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 force me to talk. Now I'm gonna slowly die while telling you mainly the things you would have asked about.
1: Okay, yeah. But he killed oh, himself. That's not blood on their hands. Yeah, that's not blood know, on their hands. Narratively speaking, I guess.
0: Yeah. Uh, let's let's wrap this thing up. We get a an extended uh, a sequence that I hate, where the lady wakes up and is like, "Is it all a dream?" Yeah. All of a sudden,
1: this was a romance.
0: I think. I guess. Um, and in my mind, she should have been like, "Was this a dream?" And she should have walked into that one room and like, "Oh my God, all of my possessions have been ax destroyed." <laughs>
1: This is a weird room for her to even have. Maybe she was in the
0: middle of beginning to decorate it. Well, she had fish. Um, oh. But yeah, so she walks. Yeah, she had a teddy bear. Do you think... Um, what was that room for? It had a yeah, teddy wait, bear? Yeah. A
1: bucket, a fish tank on a desk, and a mirror, and a clock. And a clock. And that was everything in that room that had bars on the window. The only windows we've seen with bars.
0: What was that room for? <laughs> Maybe she was a child killer.
1: Oh, God. Maybe
0: uh, Polnareff got away clean. Maybe she was know. a bad...
1: Oh my, yeah. who? Where was that gonna go after yeah. the bath?
0: She washes him up and then locks him to die in the fish tank room. Who but knows? sad
1: violin music is playing because I guess it's all yeah. really sad.
0: Yeah, whatever. And she finds Paul Naraff dropped one of his earrings and she brings it out to him. And we get that same joke again but this is so stupid I couldn't laugh. Where she's like, have you seen a child that looks just like you?
1: <laughs> he even had your earring?
0: Yeah, dressed exactly the same. And Paul Naraff's like, Nah, whatever, lady. We're just drifters. Let's get out of here. Um, and I guess he just wants to protect her. Well, number one, he's leaving anyway. And number two, um, <laughs> I guess he—he's like, I can't have her get caught up in this Dio nonsense. Um. Uh, but yeah, whatever. They walk away. There is a great little moment where Jotaro like knowingly puts his hand on Polnareff's shoulder. That's kind of sweet.
1: Yeah, it was like it seems like Polnareff's kind of hurting from this. And then Jotaro shows emotion and empathy. Yeah. He's like in, like, in his own way, but that's cool. We haven't seen yeah. I haven't seen that since the Pillarmen.
0: You could have said rough day, but yeah, the Pillarmen would have been like, let's talk about your feelings.
1: <laughs> My kings, I miss you.
0: I'm so sorry that I stepped uh, on your trap, your shadow and triggered you.
1: <laughs> that never came up again. I know. It wasn't how they <laughs> defeated him. <laughs>
0: They never used it once. It never came up once. Well, they always fought at night, so shadows weren't really a thing. <laughs> <laughs> like, what if he, he? Like, what if that's what what gave up? Susie DC. Uh, Suzy DC. What? The like. G- he- like like he was pretending to be susie and they and they like they have this tense thing where like oh when are they going to turn when are they going to turn them somebody steps on susie's shadow and she goes like oh no my shadow and they're like oh you're an imposter or something like that
1: that would have been what you were expecting though
0: no but yeah it's just something they forgot off just to have that great moment where cars is like "Uh, uh, 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 i forgot that this is how i triggered my good friend and this is okay
1: Uh, I'm going to completely forget five canonical minutes of Cars's life to remember him as a godly person.
0: I know the 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 leg guitar.
1: Yeah, I forgot what that. that I don't know what you were talking about. He had a guitar shaped like a leg
0: pad. I know. Yeah, he, he totally weird. didn't. He didn't do any of that. Remember that time he turned his hand into a squirrel? <laughs> <laughs>
1: and then it ate another. Squ- it's <laughs> and it ate another squirrel. Yeah, it seduced and then ate another squirrel. <laughs> Because
0: he had power over all of life, <laughs> like oh look, it's nice. Oh no! <laughs> um. Oh wait, we should we should uh, end this episode. Um,
1: <laughs> eventually, he just stopped thinking.
0: He just he just he floating away into space. Um. You know, uh, Anne made
1: it out okay. Anne made it, it out of this all yeah. this bullshit nonsense just I, fine.
0: I gotta say, boy, was she lucky that they forced her on that plane and sent her ass back to Hong Kong. <laughs> Holy moly! um but yeah they catch up with joseph and uh abdahl we get a scene where joseph and Avdol, uh joseph and polnareff like yell at each other and then iggy shows up and like waves at the screen which is awesome i love that iggy has
1: to have a human voice actor too for the sounds he makes and he's like
0: yeah. and he like you know, waves
1: we realize these poor guys have not eaten breakfast yet they're all starving
0: it's like nine fifteen. what is even happening <laughs> Um, but yeah, they want to go get breakfast. Um, I did write in my notes when I realized it wasn't the end of the episode of just a seed transition. I went, oh God, this nightmare is still happening. But I should have realized that Alessi's gone, so things will get immediately better. Um, they're in they're in a a, a cafe. And they're eating their late breakfast and talking about. I did think it's funny that they're not comparing notes about the fact they were both separately attacked by Stand users, and now they're down two more Egyptian gods. Instead, they're like, "Oh, this late breakfast is low." Oh.
1: How many does that leave them at this point? I'm not doing the math.
0: Uh, there should be four
1: left, maybe four left. they're uh, they determined that he's in Cairo. Am I misremembering that? So we
0: have we have Geb, we have uh Medler we have Mariah, we have the Ongo Boingo brothers, we have Anubis, and we have Alessi. Oh, shoot, there's like two left.
1: I'm still unclear if the Ongo Boingo brothers count as two. I guess they do. There's two different taros there, or two different gods yeah. there.
0: It's two different gods. And it doesn't matter that he can only change his face. <laughs> he counts.
1: Oh, he's the worst one. Maybe he's Anubis the was a, one.
0: No, Anubis was one of them.
1: Yeah, Anubis was definitely one. Someone carried that sword out of there. It was it
0: was a it was a cloak full of rats, that's what that speedwagon guy saw before he was murdered.
1: Oh, uh.
0: oh well, whatever. Psychography is back, Matt. Yes, it is. I wish he did more of this. Um, yeah. So we we have a bit where like uh, Abdol pulls out a camera and it's like, oh, it's psychography time. Uh, and we do have the great thing where like after he's karate chopped this camera in a busy cafe, everyone's like looking and a waiter's like. Are you okay, sir? And Abdul's like, beat it. Beat it, loser.
1: (laughs) I love that moment. Like, yeah, the entire cafe is disturbed. The waiter checks and is like, uh, get out of here.
0: Yeah, back off.
1: You don't want none of this.
0: You don't want, yeah, we're we're karate chopping cameras. We're a bunch of foreigners karate chopping cameras. Get out. You don't want no piece of this. Just go away. You're not in this. (laughs) This is not for you, Dewey. (laughs) We're karate chopping cameras what of it (laughs) what of it you want to fight about it (laughs) yeah um anyway uh we we get the great we get some classic ass jojo action where like they're like do you see anything and he's like not yet and he's like waiting for the picture to develop and then he looks and he goes like ah he like yells out loud and then slaps his (laughs) hand on it and makes a big meal of it and we see like everyone's faces are shot up on the screen speed racer style and it's a building (laughs) that i don't recognize and then the episode ends i hope it doesn't
1: have historical significance and we're telling on ourselves because i have no idea what that is
0: i'm just, i don't i don't know anything about like unless that was the sphinx or the pyramids i don't know now <laughs> we already determined he's in cairo was that was that not the goal yeah the goal was to get to cairo okay. i don't know if they know that but will they know it was like an egyptian fly that may be in the cairo area or something well,
1: clearly, it ranges far from Cairo.
0: Yeah, so I don't know.
1: They encountered that shit on the shores of Egypt.
0: But yeah, this episode is finally over. Thank Christ. <laughs> oh, my goodness.
1: Is this worse than strength?
0: Because uh, uh, the, they sh- more to. The
1: strength was very weird with Anne.
0: Yeah, it was leery in a bad way. With yeah,
1: Dan. with this one, it's mostly like Polnareff baby penis and then an embryo.
0: Yeah. Oh, they just they kept saying fetus. Yeah, they Now we've a, said that word a lot too. And
1: like an an ex utero penis that was perfectly doing okay, but if Polnareff didn't fight, like yeah, uh, part of the yeah, uh, part yeah, of the issue like, yeah, like, like a five minutes if she didn't beat her, if he he if, sorry Polnareff had not beaten set fast enough then she would have continued reverting to i guess a cell and die or well
0: they're just like nah she can only last his whole thing was like you gotta you gotta put that baby in a womb in the next five minutes and she's toast i don't know i don't want to think about it it's really i don't like
1: looking at it but seriously though he might have had one of the most horrifying stands we've encountered period yeah if someone competent had had that shit exactly Although uh, he, had, he didn't have a gun and an axe, he was willing to take advantage of people.
0: Exactly. So yeah, dude came with a gun and an axe. Um, God, can I tell you something that I uh, that I would wait, uh, a little Easter egg kind of thing for you. All right. Uh, Alessi is in the Dreamcast fighting game, and he can make people younger, which puts you in a, um, in like a defenseless state.
1: Oh, he can do that in the SNES one too. I've seen videos of it.
0: Are you sure that's not just the Dreamcast game? Is the Edison- No, the SNES- I
1: don't. Does it look bad?
0: <laughs> the SNES game looks terrible and is an RPG.
1: Oh, then I must be thinking of the Dreamcast. It it looked like it was like 16 bit or whatever.
0: Well, it was a 2D fighting game from uh, you know, Capcom. But the, the one thing that's really funny is that like he turns... there we go. That's the sprite. I just sent you the sprite from the Dreamcast game.
1: Okay, yeah, that's what I've been looking at
0: yeah so um he turns everybody into kids but if you use it on uh joseph he turns into part two joseph and you can still yeah. fight as him.
1: that's neat i'm glad they because, did that.
0: his part two joseph is an unlockable character his dragon Punch is uh he he knocks a bottle off a thing of coke oh neat it's, it's really cool uh but yeah this is this was gone awful and terrible and i'm really glad it's over
1: i am hope we never encounter this again why is he still alive of
0: all the people yeah. Of all like, of them. I don't understand where this, like, where did the no kill rule come in?
1: I'd spare Dio before I spare Alessi.
0: Same. <laughs> I mean, like, it's not really a debate in my mind.
1: I don't know. Uh, maybe, that's, maybe, that, maybe that's telling of my own morals because I don't know exactly Dio isn't responsible for a whole lot of suffering and death. Yeah. But man, it, he's so charismatic. He's so-
0: Gosh darn charismatic! He's like a cult leader. Also flesh buds, but a cult leader.
1: I mean, three quarters of his body are beautiful, glorious Jonathan.
0: Yeah, he's got them Joe Star abs. <laughs> he's got them Joe Star abs. Um, God, yeah, I'm just so ready for a new adventure. I'm very excited. Um, and we have a couple of. Uh, we're going to continue on the on the two parters for quite a while before we uh we'll have to make some decisions because we're going to have a lot God. of three parters coming up. Yeah. And we'll, we'll 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 cross that when we cross that bridge. Yep. Um, uh, I guess a bit of bit 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 anime news, anime news time at the All end right. of the show. Uh, have you watched the uh, live action trailer? I guess it's not so much a trailer as it is a recreation of the intro. Uh, Netflix's Cowboy Bebop.
1: Oh God, no! Has it launched yet? I haven't seen it.
0: So it's coming out, I believe, in November. No. But they they did a they they released uh they recreated tank they recreated the intro oh
1: cool is it like a shot for shot recreation or is it its own thing basically
0: yeah well they 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 have a couple of things where they tease more stuff because they really know who what's coming so you get to see vicious you get to see gren you get to see like i just spent that entire thing um my lady was not she's like oh this looks neat and i'm over there being like they're in it they did that oh that person oh my good <laughs> Does it look good it LeFou. looks good. Pretty... Wait, shit! They did that one. Yeah, live action LeFou, baby. Oh my god! What was that?
1: Elki? No.
0: I'm pretty what sure his episode. name is LeFou, right?
1: No, I'm trying to remember the name of the episode that he was from.
0: Yeah, but it looks really good. Vicious looks great. Um, we get to see just a whole bunch. It, it's it looks neat. Nice. It it looks so good. It looks so gosh darn good.
1: God, that was the weirdest uh boogie Woogie feng Shui that was the name of the episode when that was the name there of the we one go. was after, came after him
0: ah uh, I'm just I, oh,
1: what was his name it was Perry Lo Fu? that was the name of his episode
0: ah uh, cool but yeah it looks really cool um we'll have to keep an eye on that um in the future yeah, perhaps. that
1: that seems really neat
0: uh because if that's coming out once at, well I mean it's Netflix I don't know if they do the weeklies or if they put everything out at once
1: I've been trying to temper my excitement about that like I've been expecting it to be okay yeah i'm not i'm not sure how i feel about it yet
0: I, I i actually am really excited about the fact that spike is 47 or 49 in this instead of Did you know spike was supposed to just be 25 no i did not world weary <laughs> man running for the law 25
1: old oh, was jack supposed to be or oh Jeff god, Jeff god. Jeff oh Mike my or... god
0: i bet he was like 32 or something hold on <laughs> cowboy bebop
1: pages.
0: <laughs> we gotta look this up yeah so uh spike was supposed to be 27 okay (laughs) which i think is ridiculous uh oh god here we go i hope you're ready spike was 27 jet was bullshit oh no get ready for this yeah sorry jet was 36 our age (laughs) we were jet
1: you know what? Sure. I feel like Jet. I feel like Jet most days these days.
0: You're you're a cop that the system turned on. You're the, the black dog. Hunting I am. Whatever. That also means that Vicious and Julia were also 27.
1: Oh, man. Yeah, it does. So Faye young. Was,
0: Faye was 23.
1: Romeo and Juliet, they were.
0: Oh, uh, star-crossed lovers and a sword. But yeah, I, I think Spike makes far much more sense as an older gentleman.
1: Does he have... Oh, sorry. Does Vicious still have the weird-ass, like, graven giant monster crow thing
0: uh they did not the 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 it did not include the bird it just included okay. him and his sword um but yeah so that's something to look forward to maybe we'll get reaction next week uh we can bring that up and uh follow-up anime Ba-ba-da-ba. i watched half of the uh star wars anime you watch any of those
1: i've only watched the first one so far and that's
0: that's the second best one
1: sorry i watched two of them i watched the first two what was oh, the second one? Oh, the oh, music the, one. The music one. The band that was one.
0: cute. That was cute.
1: With were they trying to kill the Jabba thing, or were they? Like, uh, I th- yeah. I assumed he was like a, an offspring of Hut, and he was trying to get him to come back.
0: Yeah. Well, no, he, he. I think he ran away from the family business to be a musician. Right. And they were gonna kill him so that other people didn't think about running away from the family business.
1: Ah, uh, okay. But dude, Force Blade Catch. How awesome was a Force Blade Catch?
0: Also, the reveal that he was a Sith.
1: Well, that too. That,
0: that was, was awesome. so cool. That was gosh darn cool. But yeah, never... the Force blade catch was so. I'm
1: not wrong. getting over that. I don't know why we haven't seen that before because it seems so obvious once he did it.
0: It was really cool. It was really cool. There's some other. Go- there's some really bad ones and there's some really good ones.
1: Oh man, I haven't. I, I like the music one, other than the weird fact that they all looked like killed children.
0: Yeah, I mean, it was it was like real chibi.
1: It was the style. Yeah
0: and i like that it, it it was just a microphone that i i i had a great <laughs> i love that the fact that it was just a microphone made me really happy um I, I was really big on that uh i think that's all the stuff i have written down unless do you have any random blah, 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 anime news
1: nope only other things i've been watching that aren't really anime recently there've been like um, lower decks and uh Trying to catch up on Doom Patrol, so nothing really anime.
0: Yeah, maybe we'll have to redo a Doom Patrol recap one of these days. It's an excuse to rewatch old Doom. That would be like us just being like, it's so beautiful.
1: Oh my god, I actually broke into tears at the first episode. Man,
0: I uh, I mean, he's
1: holding his, ba- his uh, his grandson.
0: Oh god, I remember how it feels. Yeah, yeah, oh my
1: god, I was I actually started crying. I was actually crying when he says when she asked him, I was like yeah can you feel him at all no but i, but I remember,
0: remember I like, oh, oh my god oh it's so good it's so good oh jeez and it's just the whole like how deep pain goes yeah. because it's like every victory the characters get is just like like a layer off the onion <laughs> because there's just more pain underneath of it um oh my god i can't wait to Yeah, get ready for more tears.
1: I don't doubt it. Now that Missy's is in the cast.
0: Yeah. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. I'm really excited for you to see where this is going and some of the stuff they pull. And isn't lower decks anime if you think about it? (laughs) I mean,
1: if you really think about it, if you really stretch the definition. (laughs) (laughs) Uh if Being we say, the best Star Trek that has ever existed earns it some, some leeway.
0: <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll continue this little, like, Is uh, normally these episodes run for like an hour and 15, so we have like about 10 minutes before we usually normally wrap these things up. Yeah. Uh, I like the people that are like, they hope that Mike McMahon becomes the uh, uh, Dave Fellini of Star Trek. I like that comparison.
1: That's cool, yeah. I would like some more of him.
0: Everyone's like, you know how that guy like took over Star Star Wars from the Clone Wars? What if Lower Decks became the guy that took over Star Trek?
1: I'd be, I'd really like Lower Decks. It feels like it's got a, a nice interpretation of Star Trek.
0: Or it understands um, Star Trek.
1: I enjoyed season one of Discovery, but I haven't seen the other ones yet.
0: Oh, okay. Season two is that's some good trash. Okay. Season two is so confidently bad at what it does. And I I ended up having to look it up. They have a they have a mystery plot that they literally didn't know the answer for when they started writing the season. <laughs> that sounds normal though, and it really feels that way. Now, if, they even said after that season was over, like, I guess we should probably know where we're going before we start a season-long story. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> um, well, uh, didn't stop Star Wars. Well, no, that's right, that's the, the fault of them, like what if we had different directors and writers and nobody talked
1: <laughs> Ever.
0: and also jj abrams doesn't know the answer to any of his questions but yeah the the confidence of how stupid discovery is is something that i that is like going to i don't think you can hate discovery because it's like going to like an elementary school play
1: i i i legit without reservation enjoyed season one though oh really yeah, like I not not ironically, I enjoyed season one. I thought it was fun. I liked the characters. I liked the settings. I liked all the changes they made to Star Wars. To
0: maybe Star I maybe I need to go back to that because because season two cast think and season three is so stupid.
1: I think I remember you liking season one too, and but I feel like that probably has gotten lost because I I've season heard nothing so nothing bad, good about season three. Like season three sounds like a but I haven't seen it myself, so I can't. Season
0: talk. three is a horrendous trash fire. Um, but
1: uh if, while we're on tangents though. Also Picard that, is terrible. Oh my god, Picard is terrible. Picard <laughs> is absolutely terrible and the one great moment you hate it. So boo on you. What was um, the great moment? Him being French. <laughs> his uh is 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 wanting to be um when they were planning like their covert things. And he had the eye patch and he was being all melodramatic about oh,
0: it. Oh God. That scene. I, I love
1: that scene. That was fantastic.
0: I don't, oh God. That
1: was, that was like maybe one of the few things I really loved from Picard was oh, that scene. God. Um, but in great news, I think everyone can agree to Babylon five.
0: Oh yeah. They're remaking it. Aren't they? They're, they are
1: remaking it. And, uh, Strakinsky. I've never He's learned. How to pronounce his name. He's in it.
0: Yeah. He's doing it. <laughs> Make sure it, man. Boy, I'm so ready for... Man, that's, that series' themes have only gotten more relevant. I really how hope they... they nail it.
1: I am wondering how they're going to remake that series, because I feel like warts and all is what made that series what it was. So it's going to be really interesting to see them recap What's the expression? We can't capture thunder in a bottle twice?
0: Yeah, what yeah, the other thing. yeah. Lightning in a bottle.
1: Lightning in a bottle. I feel like lightning in a bottle. I cannot imagine how they're going to recapture that. But it'll yeah. be interesting. I can't wait to see how.
0: What the goal is and all that kind of stuff. And, man. Actually, you know what? I just thought I'm going to... Not really anime news, but if you think about it, isn't it anime? I mean, isn't
1: Isn't it... everything? Isn't
0: everything? Uh, is the... Did you see the voice cast for the Super Mario movie? <laughs> 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 and before you answer, isn't that anime, if you think about it? <laughs>
1: Animate it, right? Yeah. Um oh my god. I've seen the internet's reaction to that before I ever actually saw the casting.
0: I was trying to tell my lady, she was like, wait, can I see who the cast is? And I'm like, if you're anything like me, you will waffle from oh they're fucking with us too oh, I guess they're not fucking with us. Oh to the they must be fucking with us.
1: Is he actually Bowser? Or did I or is that just a rumor?
0: No, no. So the cast is um Chris Pratt as Mario. Uh, which of course I guess
1: pissed off so many people
0: did you watch the announcement video where Miyamoto was like he's so cool
1: no I have not I have not seen yeah, anything like
0: that that's the quote he's just like Chris Pratt is so cool and you can trust that Mario will be talking a lot in our movie um, which just to have a brief moment of context about Mario as an icon as a character before Charles Martinet I don't know about you Matt but Captain Lou Albano was my Mario yeah. so Mario could be anything. That's not untrue. Do the Mario. That's the my interesting Mario voice. Thing
1: is maybe they should have hired voice actors instead of real actors to, to be all these roles.
0: It's so stunty. Uh, Charlie Day is Luigi. I'm not going to be able to think of him as Luigi. That is just going to be fu- like Charlie. Right. Um, Anna Taylor Joy or Anya. Anya Taylor Joy is Princess Peach, uh, who is I just recently saw on Peaky Blinders. So she seems kind of neat. The problem is she's doing like a 1930s American accent. So I don't know what her normal voice
1: is. I've only watched the first episode of that so far. I watched it like a week ago.
0: Oh, hey, PK Blinders. It's cool. Me and the lady call that show Chunky Monkeys for some reason. Okay. Like It it went from people to like, you know how like you you jokingly refer to thing and it just evolves until it's not even like anything like the original. Yeah. We we speak in that way. Jack Black as Bowser. I'm all in for that. That'll be great. that can't be real that has to it's me says i, I need to see that one yet again the clip is i can't wait to see jock performance and it's like well there we go i'm in
1: these are weird choices like i still have a hard time with um
0: seth with rogan person. is donkey kong
1: because he needs work
0: he's gonna smoke a banana in that movie
1: oh uh, he's uh, gonna smoke a banana how is chris pratt mario god damn it i've seen people i've seen people really pissed that it's not an actual italian voicing mario what the fuck really (laughs) that's that's been that's been a big complaint i've seen i'm so Uh, glad i
0: don't use the internet anymore i treat the internet like a dumping i just put content onto the internet and i don't look i turn uh, away
1: the the actor i can't remember his name off the top of my head who played luigi in the original mario brothers movie oh uh, uh
0: uh leguizamo
1: Yes, it's also unhappy about their casting choices. <laughs> well,
0: because they didn't call him.
1: Basically, it's basically what he said. He's
0: like, I'm still um, here. I'm still here. Wait, I'm just he, like Zamo.
1: He had a fair comment that everyone who was being voice casted was white. Um, but specifically boiled right, well, down to they didn't hire next, him.
0: Keegan Michael Key. Keegan Michael Key, who is hundred percent black, is toad.
1: Wait, really? I didn't see that one.
0: Yeah, Key and Peel. Key is gonna be toad
1: jesus fucking christ
0: can i guess another joke um the lady did not care when i was trying to i was like listen here's my idea they're 100 percent gonna do this joke um i don't care if i need to put money down on this bet when toad is introduced to that movie he's gonna go hey oh, oh, oh man i need a lozenge
1: fuck i'm not betting against you
0: yeah that that oh. is gonna happen
1: <laughs> i am not betting against you There's i no will not that take that happen. bet not at all
0: no way that doesn't happen um fred armison is cranky kong wait who fred armison red from uh did you ever see portlandia uh
1: yes which one he's the main he's the main dude okay
0: the main dude of portlandia portlandia is cranky kong um wait so here's a hold on hold on hold on cranky kong's in this yeah
1: he's donkey kong's dead i know who he is
0: why is he in a Mario movie? Because Mario fought Cranky. Uh, can I tell you my other big brain theory? Alright, Go on. Um I hate to say this, but I think they're going to go with the game theory um canon. Uh the one I don't
1: that know Cranky if you... Kong was the original Donkey Kong?
0: No, no, that's 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 confirmed. Cranky Kong okay. is the original. But game game theory, I've I've not watched game theory in a good long time. I don't know why I feel like I need to defend myself, but okay. they put out a video years ago where they had the idea that there were two Mario's like how oh. Donkey Kong cranky like Donkey Kong was Donkey Kong. And then when he had his son, who's Donkey Kong Jr. He started calling himself Cranky Kong. Uh-huh. I bet you that Charles Martinet is going to show up as Mario's dad, Mario, who fought Cranky Kong and Chris Pratt is young Mario.
1: Um, I don't know how I'd bet on that. Question, do you think there's still going to be the Mario Mario
0: Brothers? There might be a joke about that. Okay. Um, uh, We also have Kevin Michael Richardson as Kamek, which good on them, I guess. That guy's amazing, deep voice as Kamek.
1: Wow. I'm still not past the Chris Pratt thing because I don't feel like he's got a very unique voice. I've been trying to imagine him and I keep hearing Owen Wilson do Mario.
0: Oh hey guys, oh jeez. Yeah. Oh man. But I actually am more weirded out by Kevin Michael Richardson as Kamek because I always thought of Kamek as like a weasley kind of person. And Kevin Michael Richardson has like that's the voice of Goro from like the nineteen ninety-five Mortal Kombat movie. Like that guy's got like a deep, deep, like deep voice.
1: Is he the only voice actor they've hired?
0: I think he's the only voice actor because uh, the final character... Actually, I have no idea who this is. Sebastian Manscalicalo Mans- or whatever uh, is Spike. Oh, he was the Mauler twins in Invincible. Oh, he was?
1: Uh, Kevin Michael Richardson. He was the Mauler oh.
0: twins. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, he's he's right. actually a voice actor. He's been in a bunch of stuff. Yeah. But yeah, so that's the Mario voice cast i I am perfectly fine with this uh Chris Pratt Mario
1: okay I mean I'll give him a shot I, I mean it's, have, gonna, it's, it's I don't anymore. have I don't have the I do not have the animosity towards it, the internet does. Have,
0: have you seen the uh, have you seen the prod Z video about this no hold on uh how do you how, I'm pretty sure that's his name where's uh, his YouTube channel hold on prod I'm I, is that a youtuber yeah he's he's well, he's a voice actor slash youtuber um, he's the voice of uh, Doctor in uh, Big Top Burger, which is also an anime. If you kind of think about it,
1: <laughs> but we can't review Big Top Burger because all we would do is quote the episodes verbatim. Yeah.
0: I, I just this thing is super short, and I I agree with this guy a thousand percent. It's twenty seconds long.
1: Oh, pros 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 D. Okay. Oh,
0: is it not prod? Oh, I, I moved the D. I, I don't I moved know the why D. You,
1: swapping two letters should not have thrown me off as much as it does. But yeah, I love this guy's shit.
0: Yeah, have you seen this video?
1: No, I have not.
0: It's 20 seconds long. Let's just get your live reaction to it.
1: I'm watching it. <laughs> you love Chris Pratt. He is Star-Lord. Th- doesn't Chris Pratt have like some like cancel culture issues right now?
0: Oh yeah, if, uh, he he is. So he he does that old rigmarole where he's like, "I don't hate gay people. I'm just part of a church that has conversion therapy."
1: Oh, uh, okay. It was shit like that. I he remember does that? They- there that was little that was, uh, Yeah, I
0: remember
1: there was some stuff that was some stuff was spacing people from, from Chris Brad.
0: Yeah, just don't let him run for office is all I have to say.
1: Okay. He was at the bottom of the Chris pyramid.
0: <laughs> yeah, he always has been. And he was on Parks and Rec. But yeah, so that's the Mario thing, which if you think about it
1: Isn't Mario the video game anime? <laughs>
0: yeah, think about it. Think about it. Uh, but yeah, by the way, you know what? This is the closest we've ever been to actually living up to the title of this podcast, which is the anime book club. We are just starting with Jojo. All animes are welcome.
1: Yeah. It's um, it's really hard to talk about others when we're doing specific, more uh, on one like that.
0: Yeah. It's, uh, it, and it's, it's, it's a big old beef boy too. It's a big biggie. We, we started with a biggie.
1: Hey, Eric Allian is out.
0: Yeah. Um, but yeah. And I did think in my head, I did have a mental thought about this podcast, right? What is it like for book clubs when they meet it and everybody hates the book? Like, do you just like eat your fingers, your cucumber sandwiches, drink your tea, and then like, I
1: everyone guess I mean,
0: hates it. everyone hates it. They're like, oh, we hate this thing.
1: Wouldn't that be fun then? Like you all get to bash the book together?
0: I guess so. Yeah. Never mind. Maybe that's awesome.
1: I had fun. T- I actually had fun talking about these episodes that I hate today.
0: Yeah. You know what? That's a good point. It's a good and, point
1: and you brought out some things in this episode that were worth remembering on their own hold around
0: versus chair
1: hold versus that chair also for no other reason the baby silver chariot is amazing and i miss him already i,
0: I love baby silver chariot tommy. I will, tommy for no reason to start talking it's a silly little pokemon it's still a little pokemon oh my goodness Alrighty. Well, I, I guess uh, I feel like that's our... Do you have any final thoughts before we book out? Mommy? <laughs> okay. I guess I'll do the first book out. You can do the second. Book out! Book out! Book out!